This is the Michael K. Show podcast. Listen live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN. We'll make our picks this hour. Also, we're going to give away another box in the Superbox Bonanza 5. And we got a big, big NFL weekend. Browns and the Texans, Dolphins and the Chiefs, Steelers and the Bills, Packers and the Cowboys, Rams and the Lions, and then the Eagles and the Buccaneers. Uh, In terms of uh, games that I'm really looking forward to, I love watching games in the snow, although the um, Jets-Patriots game was just awful. That's because it was two bad teams. So the Dolphins and the Chiefs, fascinating to me, and the Steelers and the Bills. That's fascinating as well. I think, uh, I don't think, weather is going to play a factor in both of those games. Who's it going to affect more? I'm not quite sure. But if you could take away the passing aspect of Josh Allen, doesn't that hurt the Bills? If you could take away the passing aspect of Patrick Mahomes and Tua, it's going to hurt both of the teams. So um, weather's going to play a role. It is a big, big deal. See, I I think it's less, even though it's going to be worse in Buffalo as far as the, you know, 50 50 mile per hour gusts are really going to affect the passing game both of those teams are cold weather teams that know how to play in that atmosphere josh allen's played in bad weather before mahomes has played in bad weather before i'm interested to see how it's going to affect tua and the dolphins the dolphins offense is predicated on speed and i get what fortinball is saying about it always benefits the offense because they know where they're going to cut and the defense doesn't but you're not going to be able to utilize that speed in the snow guys and the True. cold, and and it's going to be different now. Now Kansas City's less about like uh, precipitation, so it's just about the cold. Can they still? Is that field not going to be a little slippery? A little? I, I I don't know. It's maybe. Is there a temperature that can slow the Dolphins down, or will they have the field? And because it's not going to be snowing, will that be able to keep Miami and have their speed? Well, when it comes to snow, though, I think the offense is affected less than the defense because yeah, the no offense question. knows where it's running. The defense has to right. obviously pivot and go and follow the offense. So I just don't know if you could throw. You know, forget about the cold weather and the snow, but with the wind in both of these places, how are they going to throw? You well, can't throw in that kind of weather. The thing is, the, the, the wind only can blow in one direction. So I would think that... Well, it could be swirling. Well, it could be, but it also could be just blowing in one direction, which means that if you're into the wind, it's going to be hard. But if you're against the wind, maybe you'll be able to throw it downfield. But it's going to definitely, no matter whether it's at your back or in your face, it's going to affect your accuracy. So, But I don't think they'll abandon it. They're Buffalo throw. is asking its fans to come down to Highmark Stadium and shovel. That's how bad the snow is right now. No way. Yeah. Huh? They're asking their fans to, to come help them shovel. They sent out something on X. What? On what? On X. What's that? You know, don't be an ass. Um, by the life. way, there's a, there's a, there's a Don, is there is there not a, a portion of the audience I'm helping by asking that question? I, well, definitely a portion, more so than if you just said Twitter or on social media. Wow, that's got, they don't they don't have people the the, the state of, the, the state of New York the city of Buffalo can't get enough people to they gotta have fans do it. You know, You're going to give me a ticket to the game? You know who should go help, Michael? Who's that? The people who call our show and say, why don't you talk more about Buffalo? It's a New York uh, team. They, they should go up and shovel. But serious, Peter, let's say. Yeah, but when you consider how big that field is and where are you dumping the snow, Don? You can't dump it into the stands. People are going to be sitting there. 
I don't even understand how you do it. I, the and they're offering thing is, $20 an hour to all of their fans to help shovel. Well, well there you go. That's not bad. Hey, wait, hold on. Barry Michael, I know who there. should go. Who's that? Don. He loves to shovel. That's I would, what I'm I, saying. You know what? I, I do it for free. That's how much. I'd love it. I know you guys will never find the drop, but if you can find Don's dead, his heart just exploded. <laughs> That's a classic Michael K. drop about shoveling snow. I, I just I hear what you're saying, Michael, about the advantage going to offense. But if the weather is bad enough, it's just so hard for me to pick a team to cover big points. And you will occasionally – what was the game last year, guys? Was it a playoff game last year that we thought would go under because of the snow? And it was like a 60-point game. Do you remember that? It yeah. just happened. It, it, like, it but, just happened. And we were super tempted to like think of it as low score. So you don't know. But I don't know, guys. When I – this Buffalo team – who can be so odd and inconsistent. I, I just don't know that I trust them enough to cover a big number in, in bad weather, I, even with as bad as Pittsburgh is. I just feel like bad weather always helps the worst team. I, I, I think it's a it's a. But, but it's here's a general, my worry, Peter. I wonder if you I, – I generally feel the way you feel. But do we have recency bias because of the absolute clown show that we saw with the Jets and the Patriots? No. Two awful teams? I'm not. Oh. No, I'm not thinking of it that way. That, right. Because that game would have been bad no matter what. I agree with you. I, I just generally feel like anytime I'm, I'm rooting for my team, who generally stinks, and I find out the weather's going to be bad against a good team, I kind of feel like, well, you know well, what? A lot goes out the window, Don. You never know what's going to happen. True, but I think sometimes you can overthink it. All right, if this game was just being played in you know 30 degrees, a normal January day, you would be upset that you know Watt's not playing. If you're Pittsburgh, they, they've decided you know they, they, uh, Rudolph's going to play, and not that it's that big of a difference, but there's a definite discrepancy at quarterback. Steelers, if you think about when they went to New England a few weeks ago, couldn't get anything going. Uh, I just and I think the Bills have kind of found themselves here. Now the X factor is always Josh Allen and the turnovers. But th- there could be turnovers in this game, too, just because of the weather. So that could lend to a higher-scoring game. If, if kickoffs and, and puff, uh, punts are muffed and there's interceptions and fumbles and changes field position. But I, I, I think sometimes you get too caught up in the weather and just look at, all right, where, where are these teams right now? And the Steelers are not a great offensive team. They lost their best defensive player. And Buffalo, I think, is kind of poised for a bit of a run here. And I'm getting it at under 10. I think I think about that more than I worry about the weather. Peter, were you thinking about Cincinnati at Buffalo last year and since he won 27-10? Is that the one you're thinking of? Yes. I, I think that's it. I, I think yeah, since he covered so easily, remember? No, well, I, don't, just I think they were them. underdogs. It was in Buffalo. Yeah, they were, do- well, I, they were dogs. And they won were by 17. Three-point dogs, maybe? And just rolled. Right, let's go to Danny in Long Island. Danny... Good afternoon, guys. I like to win point guard by uh, referring to the limo driver who, when he said he was worried about Michael, Peter was worried about Michael, but went right over Don because he knows Don was rearranging the furniture at that's the first right. sign that he thought there was any kind of trouble. That's, that's, that's so right. He did not mention Don. Well, he knows Don. He's probably a friend. Well, listen, everybody wants me rooting for Michael to go. Like, like, like I'd have the show all to myself. Oh, you were in some former football player that wouldn't know half of what Michael does, and then I'd want to bang my head against the television screen. Now, guys, we're not talking about wind. The wind is bad. The cold is okay. We're talking about lake effect snow. It comes in sideways at 30 miles an hour. We're talking about whiteout 
conditions. You can't throw the ball because you can't see the ball. I'm thinking of the poor cameraman who last week was standing out at Baltimore getting soaked, found out at Tuesday, you're heading to Buffalo. This poor guy's got to stand out there in this nonsense. Now, this is not a normal game. I don't know how anyone could possibly bet the game under these conditions because these odds are made for, you know, optimum conditions. I mean, you, know, you can't play football in this weather. Football was a fall sport. The Browns won the AFC Championship or the NFL Championship in, in October or November. They played 12 games. It was never meant to be played in the middle of Buffalo in the dead of winter. This is really ungodly, but they're going to play the game. But you can't come to any kind of conclusion. Maybe the under bet and just hope that both these teams are – I mean, think about it. If you start the ball in your own end zone or your own 10-yard line and you can only punt the ball five yards and the other wow. team can't kick a field goal, you could be pinned in your end of the field for the entire half if no one can move the ball. Well, it's, do we know, that, do we know that that's going to happen? That it's going to be that My bad? My son came home from his first winter at Rochester and said to me, Dad – it is so annoying. It comes in sideways. It only goes for the first 10 miles off the lake, and then it disappears. But it comes in sideways at 30 miles an hour. It's, it's no, insane. I agree with you. I'm just wondering, do we know that those will be the conditions at kickoff? Yes, those are the conditions I'm reading. I'm right now reading from Buffalo weather. It's whiteout conditions. They were thinking about free closing the roads. It's, it's going to be – this game has clearly passed Kansas City in terms of bad weather because Kansas City is just cold. But you can, you, can, you can function in cold. You can throw. You can run. You can tackle. You've got good footing. Right. This is, this is going to be insane. This is the best and, thing and the to difference... happen to the Steelers, though, Danny. This is the only oh, chance they have to win. If I may quote uh, Spock in, in The Wrath of Khan, source for the goose. When you're less, when you are lesser talented, any yep. kind of a problem with footing, I always believe favors the lesser quality team. I'm with Peter on that. So listen, their problem is they have a running quarterback. He's going to carry the ball 30 times. He's going to be doing QB sneaks. The Steelers don't have that. We've actual better running game in a traditional sense. But Josh Allen's going to carry the ball 25 times tomorrow if they can't pass the ball. And you're going to look at it. It's going to be like a 1930 triple wing Army Navy football game, and the final score might be 12. To nine, no, it won't be any, it won't be any nines because I mean, field goals. But if some team wants to fumble the ball seven times, and someone think about the Steelers played the AFC Championship against the Raiders one time, the final score was six, seven, and six. In nineteen, I think it was seventy-five because the field was covered with ice. No one could do anything. So we'll see what happens. Michael, I'm glad you survived the accident. And uh, Thank you. Don, sorry to get the promotion, but that's just the way it works out. Enjoy the uh, enjoy the game. Let's go to Mike in Oxford. Mike. Hey guys, uh, first time, long time. Uh, I love when Don and Peter gang up on you, Michael, just because I'm a Manhattan College grad and it's fun to be a Fordham grad and get beaten down once in a while. Yeah. That being said, said, I'm nine years younger than you, and I can assure you that Manhattan College had mixers in my day. Wow. So you're definitely not far off. I'd be surprised if Fordham and Manhattan still didn't have mixers. The other point I wanted to make is – the Buffalo Bills-Pittsburgh Steelers game is going to be really just a cool point to be made is both coaches played football at William & Mary together uh, for two years, and they're going up against each other, and I think they have just great respect for each other, and uh, I think that's a great aspect of the game. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Go Jaspers. We thank you for the I phone did. call. Did you know that Father Jasper is the one who came up with the seventh inning stretch? They were playing a baseball game at Manhattan. They felt that the students were getting restless, so he stood up in the middle of the seventh inning and had everybody stand up and stretch. So Father Jasper of the Manhattan Jasper started the seventh inning stretch. Now, looking at the hourly for Buffalo, and again, it's still I, a long ways away. I just right? looked on. It's it's unreal. No, but but it's still 1 o'clock at kickoff, 42% chance of snow, 
and then two o'clock, thirty-two percent chance, and then at three o'clock, it's twenty-four percent. Yeah, like so, did you, the did real you look at night. Did, did you look at tomorrow night? No, Saturday, I. No, it's going to snow. But Saturday I'm saying eighty-seven percent chance, one to three inches snow. No chance of snow, ninety percent at night on Saturday night. Saturday night, right? But the game's being played at one o'clock on Sunday afternoon. Well, so. The point is, is that I have no question there's going to be snow, and that's why they wanted to shovel. But at kickoff, you know, what Danny's saying, it's going to be a, a whiteout and blinding. I don't know if it's going to be that. It's going well, to be it says, cold. It's going to be windy, and there may be a little snow. But I think the majority of the snow will have already fallen so by would kickoff. You, would you say, Don, if we can like really tie it all together, that anybody who goes to that game has hubris and arrogance about driving to oh, go to that game? Point. That's a great point, by the way. No, but, I, but if, if they say, well, I I heard it was going to rain. Yeah, but there's there's no rain there. It's it's all snow in the forecast. But the point is is that they can't act surprised like, I didn't know it was going to snow. You said you thought it was just going to rain. They know what they're uh, getting into. Let's go to Noel and Dunkirk. Hello, Noel. Noel. It's a good hey, movie, uh, right? I just come by uh, the stadium up there where the Bills play at New Era. You can mow the lawn up here. It's not snowing. Um, it's uh, 45 degrees here right now. Um, it's going to snow, but it is not uh, going to be. It is not snowing now, and there is no sort of state of emergency up here right now. Well, thank you, Noel, but we see pictures of Highmark Stadium, and the whole field is yeah. full of snow, and, and they're offering people $20 an hour to shovel. It would be a fabulous point if we were five minutes from kickoff. The game is Sunday, so thank we you have for to the call. Ch- let's check in with our Buffalo correspondent, Judy from Buffalo. There you go. What's up, Judy? Hi. Hello. I'm on a theory on snow. Uh, first of all, it's going to snow. It's going to affect the games. Whoever makes the least amount of fumbles and interceptions, which is sad, but... I want somebody to explain to me why they're building a brand new stadium right next to it with no attractable, retractable dome. I'm sure it's money, Judy. <laughs> you know, are you? Hi. No, no, Judy, right, he's saying you. it's money. Oh, Judy, uh, thank you. I mean, she's got the radio. Thank you, Judy, for calling. But obviously it's money. That's what happened in Minnesota as well. It makes no sense. You, yeah, you, you know, just, the... the these these teams, Michael, they just don't have enough money. You know, they just well, can't it's not money. I mean, first of all, it's 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 probably another half a billion dollars. Uh, but but, but, but yet they were able to to dome where the Vikings play. Well, they had more money. But it just seems silly that a, that a game that is less affected by weather in football, they've got the dome, and where baseball games get canceled, they have no dome. I get the the money aspect of it, but. I don't know if it's money or whether they like. The, hey, part of being the Buffalo Bill is the you know, we want to be able to be a Northeast team. Well, the I, I don't Vikings know. always thought that. Bud Grant thought it was a great well, at Metropolitan Stadium. It was mm-hmm. a great advantage, but then there's also the health of its its fans. I mean, people yeah. could die of hypothermia. Well, and, and also, shouldn't the league have a vested interest in helping in this? And, and can't they afford it? They're they're robbing the uh, they're robbing all of us of a hundred million dollars this weekend. They could throw in a few bucks. And then, you know, with the Twins, when, when, you, when you go to Minneapolis and you talk about that, they say, well, you know, it's also the land. There's not enough land to build a retractable roof. Then build it somewhere else. To have the, I can't wait for the Twins uh, to make a World Series. 
I can't wait. wait but, I, I, but I also love that philosophy. Well, we're a Northeast team. Well, you're not built that way. You got Josh Allen. You're throwing the ball all over the place. It's where the league is now. So I don't know why you wouldn't try to accentuate what everybody wants to do by making it, you know, warm, a nice environment to score points. So it, it doesn't. It doesn't look like it's snowing yet. In, in Buffalo. I think the picture they're showing there is old, but it will be. And, and yeah, what I'm seeing here, Don, still, to your point is who knows exactly, but 80% chance of snow, three inches uh, during the mid-morning tomorrow. It's going to be some version of bad. And the wind gust, honestly, are probably the most important, right? 40-mile-an-hour wind gust. That, that's, that, I don't right. know if that's possible to complete a pass I was just with saying 40-mile-an-hour wind gust. What, what Danny was saying, is, if, if, if it's happening in the middle of lake effect snow, they probably don't play the game if it's right. that bad, where it's like you know a foot every couple of hours. They wouldn't, wouldn't play the game. There was actually rumblings. If that were the case, they might try to move the game. But, so it's not going to be those types of conditions, but the conditions certainly will have an effect. Uh, Anthony Greek tells me the Bills are going to have a canopy to cover the fans at the new ballpark, but they want the elements for an advantage. Advantage. It makes no sense. Let's go to um, Raul in Harrisburg. He's been on hold for a while. Hello, Raul. Hey, how you doing, Michael? You can hear me? Yeah, how you doing? You hear me now? Guys. Hey, Mike, I, Michael, I got two quick points. Um, okay. Marcus Stroman, um, what kind of impact do you think this guy's going to make besides the drama this guy brings? And then I want to ask you about the arbitration about Soto. Nobody's talking about that. What does this do for the Yankees uh, for the future? Like, is this, does this, what is, what is this move about? You know what I mean? I don't understand too much about arbitration. Well, I mean, they, they, they knew that they, they knew that this was going to be the arbitration number. They actually thought it was going to be 32. So rather than go to arbitration, they settled at 31. I mean, they knew what they were getting. They're getting one of the greatest players in baseball. So, of course, that's what the number is going to be. This doesn't impact it at all. Signing him long-term, you know it's going to be close to $40 million, maybe even more than that. Now, as for Stroman, you take away all the other stuff, $18.5 million a year for this guy with a 3.65 lifetime ERA, it's not a bad signing when you consider what people are making. Frankie Montas has pitched an inning and a half in the last year, and he got $16 million. Luis Severino is always hurt, and he got $13 million. So the numbers are not bad. We're talking about the other stuff. But in terms of the player that he is, it's not a bad signing it's in not. that sense. It's hard to separate it. You know, you get one with, with the other. It's not like Sizzler. I mean, you, you don't get to pick and choose on the buffet. You get the whole buffet. And part of the whole buffet is with him is a height, heightened sensitivity, and he's on social media fighting with fans and with media. Now, Michael, it's very fluid, too. Right now, you can pencil him in as the second starter based on where they are right now. But if Rodon is healthy, if Cortez comes back and is healthy, if Stroman's you know, not as good as advertised, then he's the third starter or fourth starter or fifth starter. I mean, so right now he's penciled in as the number two. But if he's, if he's a problem, if he's not pitching well, there, the other things can break their way, too. I just think for the money and the stats, this, this is not a bad signing. And and I think we exaggerate the off the field stuff. He's already off Twitter. He wanted to be a Yankee. Yankees know how to control their players better than anybody. I, I think that we're making way way more out of it than we have to. Greg and Syosset. Greg. Yes, how are you today? Good. How are you, Greg? 
I'm doing good. Um, I just uh, I was just running in the car and I heard you speak about you know the weather and the Bill Stadium mm-hmm. um, and why they couldn't afford it. I just you know I hate to be a little political now, but I don't know if you realize that the only stadium being built by um, by the state and, and and not the owners. Yeah, I know. I, Kathy Hochul right pushed that through the governor. And, and and to put on get more political, her husband's involved with the uh, you know refreshment. So maybe that's why they can't afford it. Maybe if they if they use some of their own money, they might be able to afford it. Well, let's that. put it this way, Greg. The fact that the, the state is paying for it, we thank you for the phone call. Obviously, there was a, an X amount of money that they were willing to spend, and they didn't want to spend enough to put a, a retractable dome. And, and, and you can't get mad at that, Michael. I mean, it, as rich as the owners are, uh, it's still a facility that's only used like 20 times a year. Uh, no, no offense to Buffalo. I don't know uh, how often you know the Rolling Stones are coming in to play the stadium. You know, it's one thing when you put a stadium up in Los Angeles or New York. There could be a bunch of different things you use for it. You know, it's a lot of money for uh, for a building that's not really used that much. And also, Don, you're also eliminating the Rolling Stones coming there in February because you're not putting a dome on. So you, right. your, your your impact. Maybe they'll have. They'll have the hockey games there. The no, but what classic. I'm saying is if you dome it because you want to try to attract other events, I don't know how many more events you're going to really attract. Now, I think you can have a retractable dome if you want to have the Winter Classic there, but who else plays there? That, Like what college team plays there that's going to have 80,000 people in the building in western New York? Well, like what I, I, but, but, there, okay, so you know? if you're saying that, then, then it, it also impacts on why didn't New York State pay for it? Why didn't the Pagulas pay for it? That's not going to do anything for the the infrastructure of New York State up in Buffalo, other than keep the Buffalo well, Bills from moving to Toronto. Well, but what I'm saying is that the owner would be like, if the team's not moving, am I going to pay all this extra money? How do I make it back? Well, the owners were going to move if they didn't get the the thing paid for. Right. That, that's but, what they held over the head. But if, if I'm the Pagulas and I say, all right, I'm going to spend an extra billion dollars to put a roof on it, why? How is how is that going to make me more money? Yeah, I, I know what you're saying, but it, it is going to hurt the product. It's going to hurt the product on the field. But you, as you, as you said, well, how, how many games do they play? There are eleven. Yeah, that was always the thing about building a stadium for the Jets. It's like it's it's great, but when you build an arena, I if you really work hard enough, when you remember Dave Checkett's with Madison Square Garden, I can have something there every single night. But when you build an 80,000-state-owned football-only stadium and then no baseball team can play there, no other team can play there but football, how many events can you get in there to make it worth it? Uh, let's take a brief a timeout. Um, it says that I have... No, but I don't. That's not, That was not... It's me. It's me. Oh. No, no, there it is. It's me. No, I got it. It's me. Oh, it is you. It is me. It is me. I have it's not you. That. It's me. It's me. I think it's me. It wasn't me. This new year, it's time to find, finally lose the weight, the safe and natural way with NJ Diet. Their results are nearly twice as fast as weight loss injections and without any of those nasty side effects. With NJ Diet, you'll lose 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days, contractually guaranteed. NJ Diet uses your hair and saliva, along with bioenergetic scans, to personalize natural solutions and supplements that get your body into the fat-burning zone. Then, NJ Diet uses your DNA info to help you keep the weight off. Don't take shots the rest of your life. Lose a contractually guaranteed 20 to 40 plus pounds 
in only 40 days, naturally, quickly, and safely with NJ Diet. No hormones, no prepackaged foods, no shots. You can get the doctor's personal email and phone number. Call 855-5NJ-DIET, 855-5NJ-DIET, or schedule your consult today at njdiet.com. That's njdiet.com. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hey, buddy. Hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. It's a football Friday with the Michael K. Show. Presented by Nissan and Bet365. And since it's a big football Friday, let's uh, give away a super box. It's the ESPN New York Superbox Bonanza 5. This year, each qualifier will take home a $25 Fanatics gift card and have a chance at one of 10 Superboxes with prizes including big screen TV, Nintendo Switch, MetaQuest, and much more. Be caller number 81 right now Okay. at 888-987-ESPN to select a box for the big game with a chance to win $500 in the first and third quarters, $1,000 at halftime, and a final score payout of $2,000, all brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. 1-800-919-3776. Six wild card games. A lot of people still upset. There's actually, uh, I believe, a congressman that is trying to get the game off of Peacock. Yeah, good luck. Uh, that, uh, good luck with that. I mean, you really you're trying to stop capitalism. It's it's not, it's a private business. So, under what circumstance would you be able to do that? And of all the things know. that need solving in this country, that's what you your congressman's fighting. For? Yeah, I don't know. I think we can all the 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 five bucks that it requires people to pay if they feel like spending the money. The and, I mean, by the way, Patrick remember, Ryan, I think. And where is it? And it's con- free for the local markets. Where where is he from, Thomas? I got to find that out. I just saw his name. It just okay. says United States Congressman on the article. Because because you would think, all right, it's got to be somebody from you know Missouri or, or Florida because their local fans are getting job, but they're not because the, the, the rule's still in effect. It's still available over the air in those two markets. So he's worried about people outside of his constituency? What, what a guy. Let's go to uh, Tyrone in Perth Amboy. Tyrone. Gentlemen, um, great show, uh, Michael. I, I, I hate to say it, but I think your reference to the seventh inning stretch it was might be incorrect. Uh, President Taft in 1910 at a game in Pittsburgh um, stood up to leave, and uh, the fans in the stands stood up to give him some respect, and it was the uh, middle of the seventh inning, and uh, I believe that is the origin of the seventh inning stretch. Well, there, there, it's, actually, it's actually two different stories, Tyrone. I, I know of yours, and it says that Taft did it by, because he got up to stretch his legs and everybody else stood up, but most people attribute it to, this was, that was in the, hmm. the 20th century, but in the 19th century, in the 1880, Brother Jasper of the Manhattan College Jaspers, they weren't the Jaspers then, but he was Brother Jasper, he said the students were becoming restless during the seventh inning of a close game. He told them to stand up and stretch. So if you choose to think it's Taft, Ooh. good for you, Tyrone. I choose to think it's Brother Jasper. Wow. How about that? Let's go. What? No, I'm just saying the Taft thing probably has more legs. But I, I want to get to the bottom Wasn't he particularly heavy president? Yes, he, he was. was. He was known to he be was a, stout uh, man. a bit obese. You can't be a bit obese. You're obese or you're not. Well, I don't think because I think there's a no. But I disagree because you have morbid, morbidly obese. So there are Correct. grades to obesity. Mm. So if so, right, Peter? If there's morbidly obese, I guess there could be a bit obese. Yeah. 
I just I want to end this conversation because I can already hear Michael's brain thinking of a Carlin joke, and I and I won't stand for it. <laughs> right, listen, I love Chris Carlin. I know you do, but you still find a way, don't you? He finds a way. Yeah, but that's different when he he does it. As Go to uh, our else. good friend JJ in North Carolina. Let's see how he wants to program the show today. Hello, JJ. Can you pause Hi, this? JJ. Here we go. JJ. Hello? Hey, Hello. pause what, JJ? What do you want them to pause? Uh, we're watching a taxi driver. <laughs> nice. I would pause that, too. You th- yeah. Talking All right, to you're on. That done? I got you. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, before I get to the, the Marcus Stroman thing, because he's really, uh, I got something to say about that. I wanted to ask Peter a quick wrestling question. Um, do you think... Peter, that uh, after it's all said and done and Cody Rhodes is retired, do you think him or his dad will have a bigger impact on the whole business itself? Uh, that, being that Cody has transformed a new company and Dusty did what he did, everyone loved him. Kind of like an interesting dynamic. By the way, I'm, I, I love this question. I'm a little sad, JJ, that it sh- tells me you haven't listened to my podcast, Cheap Heat, ever in life because the last two weeks I actually brought this exact thing up. And I, I would suggest really? that while Dusty is the bigger influence and he's a, you know, the, the, a brilliant mind that everyone respects and he invented so many things, I think Cody is currently more mainstream, famous, and popular than his dad ever was. Hmm. Nice. Interesting. What's um, your Strowman point? About Strowman, I, I, I just think that this can only end one possible way. I mean... Peter was kind of alluding to it before or asking the question that, like, why, you know, uh, is this going to go into a possible, why, like, why would he be, like, change who he is? Like, he's going to, is he really going to change who he is just because he's on the Yankees? He's kind of like the Kyrie Irving of of baseball, I would say. He's just, like, he's just not, that's just who he is. He's not going to change. Also like the Aaron Rodgers of baseball. Yeah, exactly. And it happened with Donaldson last year. He's not as extreme as the social media, but the kind of the same premise. He's just, uh, is he worth, I would understand if he was going to be like the fourth or fifth starter, but to be the number two or number three to really rely on this guy, it's going to be hard because, I mean, you don't know what, Nestor might go back on the injured list. He might have to have surgery for that shoulder. And then you got Rodon's a big question mark. He's going to have to be, Stroman's going to have to be one of the best pitchers. And it's just, to combine that with all the off-the-field stuff, it's, I don't know. They're, they're, yeah, but but the, one, the one thing, J.J., I, mean, I, I, I don't want I, I don't, All right, thank you for the phone call. I don't want to be, okay, the guy who defends Marcus Stroman. There aren't that many question marks of him as a pitcher. And when you say off-the-field stuff, he's not roaming the streets at night. The guy defends himself on social media to his detriment. I mean, somebody goes at him, he takes yeah. that to a, a nuclear level. But now he didn't pitch well in the second half of the season. He was an all-star in the first half. So as a baseball signing, and if you take away all the other stuff, it's not a bad signing at $18.5 million a year. That's right. I really believe that we are taking all the social media stuff and we're blowing it out of proportion. He was a guy that was upset something Brian Cashman said, went after Brian Cashman. Yankee fans went after him. All right. He had a few moments with the media in New York. Apparently none of the media guys really liked him. 
He's a different sort, but he's not Aaron Rodgers and Kyrie where he thinks he's smarter than everybody else. He's a little sensitive. No, no, he thinks he's smarter than everybody else, too. But I don't think he's it comes got that from... Duke, he's got that Duke vibe. But, oh, but, but yeah. Fine, but it doesn't come from a place of, let me just show you how smart I am, and let me show you conspiracy theories and sitting out for different political views. That's not him. He goes there and pitch. That's the one thing he does. He takes the ball. You know, one year he he led the league in, in, in appearances. So unless he got hurt, and that's something that's happened recently, and if you want to be concerned about that, fine. But he has taken to social media, but he's, he's scrubbed a lot of that. He wanted to be a Yankee. Apparently he's not on social media right now. So he's doing all the right things, and I think the Yankees will put a stop to it the second they think it becomes any kind yeah, of a problem. But you keep saying that. They couldn't stop Clint Frazier, Don. Sometimes you can't stop somebody. You just can't. But but did did the situation with Clint Frazier bring the Yankees down? No. They handled it by getting rid of the guy. But he was around so, for a while. All right, because they tried to make it work because he was a prospect that they traded for. All right, this is a guy that they, they, they got on the cheap. It's a two-year deal. And if he comes any kind of a problem, they'll they'll figure out a way to get around it. I mean, they, they make it seem like he's going to cripple this franchise. I mean, he didn't cripple the Mets. He didn't really cripple the Cubs. <laughs> He gave crippled the Cubs because he wasn't available to pitch because he was hurt. But uh, but we're making this. You know, first of all, we're making the social media stuff out to be that he's a bad guy, which is not true. It is a bit of a distraction. But have we seen examples where it's brought franchises down? It's going to cripple the Yankees. No, but but cripple the Yankees, it's not going to do. But I mean, the, the, we we talked about Rogers, right? That it, it does permeate the walls. Robert Sala said no. Baseball writers and media are in that room way more than football writers, way more. So it could be if if Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton and Anthony Rizzo have to answer questions about something, a fight that that Marcus Stroman, it, 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 you don't know how it impacts the team. And I do think the Yankees would shut it down if it became any kind of a problem. Now, maybe the media won't like him. Maybe he won't speak before starts. won't speak the day before starts. won't speak the day of starts. They've handled that before. Roger Clemens didn't speak two days before starts. Right, and that was Roger Clemens, who's way more important to the Yankees than Stroman's going to be to this Yankee team. But the the problem is that Stroman's pretty important to this Yankee team, and that's why I, I, they signed him. I, I, I get that, but he's not that, that kind of level of superstar that's right. going to garner that that much of attention. And I think it, the, the Yankees will be able to handle anything that, that goes off the rails. Jake in Philly. Jake. Hey, guys. Uh, first time, long time. Uh, I'm calling about Marcus Stroman. I think you guys are frankly wrong about it. Um, Michael, I know you're a little offended about his comments about you. I get that. But no, I'm not a little day, offended. Think... I'm, I'm mortified to be called yeah. that. Mortified. It's not a little offended. You know, when somebody I, calls you a racist. I appreciate that. At the end of the day, I think other players have done worse. I think, you know, Aroldis Chapman did some pretty horrible things. I think... Name-calling does not quite get on that level. Uh, I think at the end of the day, Marcus Stroman, at worst, is a solid five or four starter. And for $37 million over two years, I think there are far worse things to do with that money. I think we agree with you, though. I mean, I'm just, essentially, yeah, we're Jake, not you're right. I mean, Don well, definitely well, agrees with you. We agree. Yeah. And in a baseball sense, getting a pitcher with a 3.65 lifetime ERA at the age of 32 for $18.5 million a year is a relative bargain. So you're right. You're right. Now we'll see how the other yeah, stuff no. plays out. No, I gotcha. And I guess um, my perspective is only a baseball perspective. I'm not in the media. Um, I just think that this is a good move for the Yankees. I think signing Blake Snell would have been an absolute nightmare. I think he's been good for two years in the league. He doesn't uh, exactly scream consistency to me. I mm-hmm. think it's just, you know, that's but what you know, Jake, they, like they, they offered him 
five years, 150 million bucks. So they kind of like Yeah, Smith. and I'm I, I'm grateful that he turned that down. I think that would have been a travesty. I think that would have set us back. I think that would have been Rodon all over again. Well, good stuff, Jake. Thank you for calling in. Let's go to Jim in New Hyde Park. Jim? Hey, good evening, guys. Thanks for taking my call. You got uh, it. Michael and Don, specifically, I'm uh, asking you guys because I know you talk about being big readers. I wonder if either of you had a chance to read Mike Lupica's recent book that he put out with James Patterson called uh, 12 Months to Live. Now, I love Mike Lupica. I don't love novels, so I don't. I have yeah. not read it. I, I heard I it. I heard so it's very good, but I'm, I'm with Mike a lot. I don't, I don't read the sto- those stories. But please go so on. I finished it a month ago, but uh, about yeah. sixty pages into the book, I'm reading it. And the main protagonist turns around to someone and I don't know exactly what context and says, "Sorry, doesn't fix the limp." And I said, "Holy wow. mackerel! What are you getting plagiarized on the uh, wow. your quote there?" And then hmm. at least there was one other "see ya" also in the book. Also, interesting. Well, I got if he had to you get one. permission for that, huh? No, you know what? I, I've never, ever copyrighted anything, so it's on me. Well, and your dad didn't invent Sorry Doesn't Fix the Lamp, does he? I, I guess not. I, I mean, that's the only one I ever heard say it. Yeah, but, you know, Mike Lupica wasn't running around with uh, Michael's dad. Or even as the same age, so he, he got it from Michael. Now, whether it's theft or not, I don't know if there's any copyright infringement, but he definitely got it from Michael. Andrew and Medford. Yeah, hey, Don, Mike, Peter, how are you guys doing? Good, how are you? Good, thanks. Um, you know, when it comes down to the Yankees, it's interesting, because the Yankees definitely gave a good uh, contract offer to Snell. Right. But do they land another ace? Because they said they were all in on this year. They definitely need another ace. I think Josh Hader, as a closer, would be a good move to sign. But what do they do? The options left, or do they trade with Marlins or the Sox? Like, like, what does it come down to the Yankees if they want to pick up one more person? Or they wait another year? Like, what are they going to do? No, nah, you can't You can't wait another year, Andrew, because Soto won't be here. It, 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 there's a chance he might not be here after this year. So you're going for it this year. In ter- will they pursue other starters? Yes, I think this gives them some breathing room. So if they don't get another starter, we told you who the five are going to be. It'll be Cole, Stroman, Rodon, Nestor, and Clark Schmidt. Then you have a guy like Chase Hampton and Clayton Beater. See how they do in spring training. That'll be their depth pieces. And you see how it goes. If the offense can, an offense can carry you through a regular season, you're going to need pitching in the in the postseason. Uh, maybe they make a trade at the trade deadline. As for Hater, he said that he wants as big a contract as Edwin Diaz. Hmm. So that's five years, $120 million. And I don't know. They have a pretty good closure in Clay Holmes. I would love if they could get Hater and Stroman because then they could have past problems on Twitter and future problems on Twitter. You know what I mean? Oh, I see. I, I, I thought you were going to play off the Hater stuff, but you're going to no. play off the stuff he did in the past. Now, Michael, I, I am look. I got to tell you, I'm looking on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, I, I I don't I don't really see. Sorry, doesn't fix the lamp as a thing. I'm sorry, not looking on Twitter. I looked on Google. Right. Not really seeing. Sorry, doesn't fix the lamp as a thing anywhere else. Oh, Mike's Mike, Mike took it from Michael. The question is, is it theft? <laughs> or was it? Or was it homage? Is what you're saying? Right. Well, it's not homage unless you say this is from Michael. No, you that's can't not do true. that in a novel. It's a novel. Oh well, so, yeah, but you, 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 you. I mean, if you read some novels, that you, you definitely use names uh, of, of real people. Well, well, well. Yes, but it, what I'm saying is he, the character wasn't Michael K. It happens to be another character. He could yeah, but still the character could say, you know, as Michael K. always says his dad used to say. <laughs> that seems, that, seems that like would a be a stretch. It's a little clunky, I, I, but, you know, he's a, a great little writer. Clunky. He could clean it up. <laughs> 
I hey, we, when, when we come back, we're going to make our picks. Not doing oh, it. Yeah. Don't know what I'm doing. Such Boone, an important time. Boone's got his pick. I got that. Did you get incarcerated, Bob's? We got 45. Oh, I got him. We have Bear. Bear's locked in. Uh, have you guys seen the latest lines? Because I don't think Anthony sent me that. Oh, I have the ones that were sent to us today. Yeah, yeah. but it's very fluid. I think we need to update them. Yeah, update them, Anthony, please. And Absolutely. Peter, since we're talking about um, betting, yeah. what about Fandle? Well, Michael, it's a good thing you brought it up because as good as the regular season is, there's nothing like NFL Super Wild Card Weekend. Six games, three days, and for these teams, it's win or go home. But you'll always have a spot in the playoffs with Fanduel, America's number one sports book. Fanduel has so many ways for you to pick up a W, all right? Now, who are we picking? Ha <laughs> ha, you're going to find out in five minutes right here on the K-Show. So if you want to follow my picks... And I am 10 games over 500 in the regular season. Go to FanDuel right now. New customers get started with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Peter to join today. That's FanDuel.com slash Peter. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 over and physically present in New York for his online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non withdrawable bonus bets. That expires seven days after receipt restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. For help with a gambling problem, call 877-8-OPEN-Y or text open wide 467-369. Thanks for listening to the Michael K Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. These Pick up football. Pick up football. Are the Michael K Show. Pick up pro picks. 3 3 3 3 3. All right, so uh, congratulations go out to Peter Rosenberg, who was uh, amazing during the year, finished with 68.5 points, so he's the regular season winner, but that's not how we do it. Uh. Don LaGreca was second with 59.5 points, and I was third at 56 points. Now, Don and I both finished four points over 500, or four games over. Peter, an amazing 10 games over. Joe Fortenbaugh, also four games over. And Yankee manager Aaron Boone was 8-8-2 eight, eight, and two in his Monday night football pick. So we have six games. We have to make three picks, each of us. A three-pointer, a two-pointer, and a one-pointer. And um, it's uh, it's nail-biting time. That's what it is. So Peter went 3-0. and uh, Don went 3-0 and last week. So, of course, Don goes first. And during this, uh, this segment, I've got my son Charlie and his friend Ollie standing behind me for luck. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. So please go, Don. You're first. Well, you've got um, the Cowboys playing host to the Packers, and you know I really thought about this a lot, and I and I I was talking earlier in the week how wouldn't it be fitting for the Cowboys to lose at home after being the only team to go undefeated at home all year? But logic ended up winning out. What are the Packers? Yeah, you could say, look at the Packers made the playoffs, good on them, but they also lost to the Giants in a game they needed on Monday Night Football. Cowboys have been great and unbeatable all year at home. It's only seven. I don't have a ton of confidence. That's why it's my one-point play, but I like the Cowboys to cover the seven at home against the Green Bay Love Packers. Love the pick. One, two, wow. three-point play. Guys, I'm, not, I'm undeterred. I'm not, I'm not as worried about the weather as you guys are. I think it's going to be cold. I think it's going to be windy. But I've been on the Bills for a while here. They helped me go undefeated last week. I'm getting it under 10. I don't think the Steelers are going to do a thing offensively. They've lost Watt, which is devastating to their defense. Allen can use his legs if it's that terrible to throw the football. I like the Bills to cover the 9.5 at home. Lake effect or nah for my two-point play. And they've been my ride 
or die all year. Ride and die. Was it I, E, and, or or? I forget it's or, what it is. It's or. Ride or die. Ride or die all year long. It's been Peters as well. They have not won a playoff. They've won one playoff game since 1957. Haven't won a playoff game since 1991. It's Detroit's year. I don't buy into the Rams. They almost should have lost to the Giants. They haven't played a meaningful game. The Lions have been engaged. Campbell's got them ready to win a home game. It's only a three-point spread. I'm riding with the Lions at home, covering the three as my three-point play. Three, so three, three, I like three, the Cowboys three. covering the seven as my one-point play. I like the Bills covering the nine-and-a-half as my two-point play, and I like the Lions covering three as my three-three three-point play. All right, so Peter, you're next because you were two and one last week. Yeah, a um, lot of interesting games here. I'm scared off. The, I'm scared off by Chiefs Dolphins. I, I, I just Gutless. cannot read those teams well enough. I'm, I'm scared off by the weather with the Bills. I, Don, I like the Bills. I admit it. I am scared off by that game a little bit, and um, maybe it's my love for Ballard. It, it just I'm, I, I, I can't pick the Cowboys. Uh, I like the Packers. I think they've gotten good at the right time. I'm laying off that one, too. My one-point play is the Philadelphia Eagles. I I refuse to accept. I know everyone has sort of decided it's just over. They stink, and they're going to lose in the first round of the Bucks. If they were playing a team that I had a little more respect for, I think I might agree. I think the Bucks making the playoffs was kind of their Super Bowl this year. And I think the Eagles manage. You have enough great players on that team and veterans to right this ship at least for one week, go down to Tampa, and get a win. I will make the Eagles my one-point play, given the three points. One, two, wow. three-point play. Thank you. My two-point play would be, I'm, in, I, I, I'm worried to say, about, say this, but I'm in lockstep with the fart now. Um, what? Yeah, I, I love the Texans. I really do. I mean, wow. the Brown story is fantastic. And again, I just said it about the Bucks. I kind of feel the same way about the Browns, guys. Don't you sort of just celebrate that you made it this far? Unbelievable. Four different quarterbacks. Joe Flacco. They, they, they end up doing so well with their backups. They have to rest Joe Flacco like he's, a, like he's Lamar Jackson in Week 18 so they could save him for the playoffs. It's a great story. They're not as good on the road. C.J. Stroud is very, very good. Looked great last week. Cool as a cucumber. I'll take the Texans. Uh, what are they getting in the end? I'm sorry, Anthony. I didn't pull up the recent one. I have them at one and a half. It's one and a half. All right, cool. I'll take them with uh, getting the one and a half points. No problemo. And lastly, I wrestled going back and forth whether it should be my two or three point play. I said earlier in the show, could I see the Rams winning and somehow just you know uh, Stafford is, is 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 obviously a stud and he's been there before. A lot of emotions back in Detroit. I, I just really do like this Detroit team, particularly at home with a short number. I always pick them in the spot. I'm not going to be deterred. I'll take them one more time. My three-point play, uh-huh. the Lions giving three to the Rams. Three, 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 three. All right, so now it's my turn. I've got two good luck charms near me and uh, my son Charlie and his friend Ollie, and here we go. i got to make up some ground. My one-point play, I do believe – that the uh, the snow is going to play a big role. The cold weather is going to play a big role. So give me the Steelers and the nine and a half. It's going to be very difficult to score points. It's just it's going to be a killer. I mean, I could see this game being nine to three. I could see this game being ten to three. I hope it's not thirteen to three. So nine and a half points. That's my one point play. I'll take the Steelers, thinking that they're going to keep it close in terrible weather in Buffalo. 
my two-point play. I'm going to go to another cold-weather site, and I'm going to take the Chiefs. The Dolphins have not beaten good teams. I gave the stats earlier. The Dolphins also do not play well in cold weather. Under 40. Under 40 degrees, they don't play well. Now, it's going to be minus 10 with a wind chill factor of minus 30. So I think the Chiefs are used to playing in stuff like this. They should be able to get it done. Four points, a little bit larger than I would like, but I'm going to take the Chiefs as my two-point play. And then my three-point play, I'll match the guy, so nobody's going to lose any huge ground this week. I'll take the Lions. Uh, We've done well with them all year. So the Lions are my three-point play, giving three Three, 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 three. So Don and I, the game that we have to look at, the Bills and the uh, the Steelers, that's a big game. Uh, Don has it for two, I have it for one, and then I have the Chiefs, uh, my two-point play. So there you have it. Hopefully my two good luck charms work out for me. Uh, Aaron Boone, what was his pick, Don? Aaron Boone is going against us, guys. He likes the Rams. Wow. Getting three as his play. I thought he was picking Monday. No, I told him he didn't have to. Wait, oh. th- we thought you were going to follow back up. I did, and, and he said, do I have to do it? And I said, those two, two guys are bad. They're giving me heat. But you know what? I said it. I'm a man of my word. He oh. doesn't have to do it. Wow. If That's he wants it, you know. <laughs> nope, he's going Rams. Sorry. Wow. All right. wow. Uh, how, about, how about incarcerated Bob? This is this is deeply unfortunate. Uh, Incarceration is going with the Texans Browns over at 44. The Cowboys Packers over at 50.5. And like the rest of us, uh, this is starting to make me nervous. He likes the Lions mm. giving the it's three. It's a no harm, no foul situation. Don't worry about it. it Everybody's matter. wrong. We no, no harm, no I foul. Like to have a nice I, I care about my record. I, I want to come out of this weekend 13 over 500. You know, Don, I'm trying to set records now. That's what I'm thinking about. Right, how about Bear? Uh, you know, you guys know uh, Bear is heavy on the animals, and he likes the Dolphins to cover the four. Wow. And how about the uh, 45? Michael, a lot of my mind. A lot of my mind. That said, I'm going to go with the Browns. That's right. The Browns. Joe Flacco once spent time with him on Epsi. I've spent time with him in a random place that we don't want to talk about. We spent time. Good old Flacco. Jersey Joe. I think he's from Jersey or Long Island. I'm going with Jersey Joe, Joe Flacco, and the Browns. All right, so, Charlie, what's what's your best bet? <laughs> you got to talk into the mic, bud. For what game? Or any game. Which one do you like the most? Oh, here we go. What is he, Imani? <laughs> Who do you like, Ollie? He's I don't know rage. I think this is wrong. I think Are children allowed to make picks? No, they're not allowed to make picks. Anyway, bring that's going to do it. When we come back, <laughs> it's going to be time for ENN. Do you want to say anything else, Charlie? We're pointing at the mic. What else did you want to say? Hi. Oh, good. There you I go. Well, well said. He brought it. Char- do you want to say hi to Ollie? Hi. All right. Hey, Ollie. So Ollie says hi, too. We say hi to ENN when we come back in just a moment. Empire Outlets is a place to be this winter to shop, dine, and experience. Located steps away from the Staten Island Ferry, Empire Outlets is easily accessible to all New York City and New Jersey residents. Shop at outlets like Nike Factory, Nordstrom Rack, Banana Republic Factory, Old Navy Outlet, Gap Factory, Levi's Outlet, H&M, Guest Factory, and more. Dine at restaurants including Wasabi Hibachi Steak. 
Steakhouse, Nori Sushi Shop, Shake Shack, Hazel's 423 Food Truck, and Bake Culture. Visit EmpireOutlets.myc to learn more. Follow on Instagram at Empire Outlets. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.